The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Hello and good evening, worthy friends. Welcome into the Nexus of Fandom. Oh, I feel like I should have a little uh, uh, lamp. This is an ordinary lamp! It once changed the course of a man's life. This is an ordinary podcast. It once changed the course of my life for, for all the years I've been doing. It works. It works. It makes sense. This is an ordinary podcast. It once... Uh, one whose worth lays far within that. The diamond in the rough. That's right. I am the diamond in the rough. And thank you for joining in to listen to me via Diamond in the Rough. And of course, what is the rough around here? Well, that's that's Pastor Phil over here. Hello. Hello. That's what we feel. He's the rough, and I'm the diamond because he's he's rough and tough and rooting tooting. Heck, you had a you had a cowboy dinner thing over the weekend. And I've been rooting tooting ever since. <laughs> yeah, they were eating chuck wagon beans. I wasn't there, but I'll tell you what I was doing in the very next episode that you will hear because you're actually going to get two episodes this week to make up for the fact that you only got one last week or you didn't get one last week. Isn't that awesome? You're going to get two episodes. And I'm going to make it believe, like, we don't know anything that's happened already since the previous what we were supposed to know. You get a whole different news. So, yeah, expect a second episode this week. So have a lot of fun listening to it. And you're going to have to rewind your brain just a little bit because today's main topic is Top Gun. And why? Because we, we're going to have our review of Top Gun Maverick. And then we're going to talk about some of the making of the original Top Gun, plus some of the stuff we've learned about Top Gun Maverick. And I even, you know what, we're talking about some retro stuff, because we're going to do some retro in the next episode. I have been finding the original movie trailers. Do you, feel so, do you feel the need? I do. I feel the need to podcast. <laughs> oh, there and you quickly, go. quickly, <laughs> because we got two episodes. We're recording these things back to back, but we're going to pretend it was a couple weeks ago, okay? So play along, get in your, get in your DeLorean. Oh, which, that's going to sidetrack me there. Speaking of getting the DeLorean, um, I shared this video, I think. Uh, I think it was, well, yeah, I think you're probably the same 80s group that I am. Did you see where they had, uh, somebody had edited around and made Martin McFly travel to the future and they were into the Terminator world? Oh, I did not see oh, that. Oh, it's, it's hilarious because basically they took from um, Back to the Future 3 because where he travels and he's wearing, because he's wearing his cowboy stuff, but he's, he's in the desert. So if you put the right color filter on him, he blends right into the Terminator future. But it's like, instead of yelling about Indians, it's, those guns the thing around and he's running and you know they 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 put the DeLorean in place of where you know like the vehicles bouncing on the sand that you see in Terminator movies when they're running and trying to get away from and even the music changes around you know to the Terminator like future music you have and then finally the end when he thinks he's hiding somewhere you see like the red screen come up with the DeLorean door open it and there's Arnold come with me if you want to live I like I haven't seen that yet I was like this is the greatest I don't know I wish I was that good at editing I don't think I could have pulled that trick and I do that kind of thing for a living but this was Hollywood level. It was so funny. And like, man, this movie needs to happen. This should be a fan film. <laughs> if we had the budget, I mean, we did our fan film. If we had the budget, you know, <laughs> that would be awesome. I, I could be Marty. You could be Terminator because you could walk stiffly because you're, you got their bad knee. That'll mm-hmm. work. You'll, you could, we could believe you're a big, bad, bad machine. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and I, I do have robotics in me. <laughs> yeah, you do. You got an implant. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, you, oh, it's, is it this coming week? You're actually going to go check uh, a look at that. They already, they already did, and I'll be having some surgeries coming up soon. So they're going to replace the batteries. So so my praying people, you all remember Phil. And if you're just into thoughts, that's okay. We don't mind if you think about it. And won't take long. It's Take me in now. I feel like a, I feel like a Terminator sometimes. The, the, one, <laughs> in, the next battery that they'll, a couple years from now they'll replace. It'll be in there for about fifteen years, where I'll be recharging almost every day like a robot. <laughs> now there's apparently some new technology to yeah. even uh, get a better version of the implant yeah. you have to try to stop yeah. them seizures. Yeah, so it'll be. But they said it'll be like that where I'll be recharging every day. I, I, I started thinking of Data. You remember Data on the yeah. <laughs> whenever he would just plug himself hey, in, you know, lift the thing and yeah. plug a thing in his head. Even <laughs> this one, I'll just be sitting the thing on top of. But I was think, thinking like that. I was like, oh, I feel like Data. <laughs> yeah. I get to charge up. I am a machine. I now. wish I was More like Data. More machine now than man. I wish I was like Twisted Data. Twisted and Where I could like read uh, entire books. Remember when he would do that? He'd watch whole movies, listen to the whole things. And mm, yeah. he just said, I was like, man, that'd be so much better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, if you could read something in two seconds flat, you know. Yeah, just like short circuit. The movie was better. Yeah. I can't remember which part of the movie he did that in. It might have been the second movie that he stops and he read the book and he goes, eh, the movie was better. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I do have a fun story I want to share for this week, which I will probably later share this on that story show because it's a good story and I think they'll appreciate it. But I got to tell you this story because this is funny. And I'm not going to drop any names. I'll just say, okay, so I work at a television station and... uh uh, let's say you know, well, you, you, you're used to the weathermen. They're they're a character. They're I mean they're, they're, they're the wacky weathermen is a stereotype and it's it's well deserved sometimes. Well, our wacky chief meteorologist, his office is, is kind of right next to mine, uh, so he comes like the bug. You know, he's 60 years old, but he's a goof. He's fun. Um, well, there was oh I can't remember what he was doing in my office or something. Probably asking questions. He likes to ask a lot of questions. He's one of those you know how to win friends and influence people. Ask them questions. He's he takes that to heart. And but he likes to come up with weird fun questions. But anyways, uh, I heard a small at one point. I kind of ignored it. I was like, was that what I thought it was? But then after that, there was a blatant. I mean, he was just let one, and he's just laughing and stuff, and you know. I was like, dude, what are you doing? You pass the gas in my office. But anyway, so later on, he's over at the weather desk doing, you know, work, getting prepared for the five o'clock news and whatnot. Uh, and I come out of my office because I, uh, I forgot what I needed, but I was walking and I go in passing where, where the studio is. There's kind of a wall that encloses it. And then you come around and then so we were passing where I'm coming out of my office. And uh, he, well, he was using the excuse, but he literally had lost track of where he left his phone. But he's like, did I leave my phone in your office? And he rips a bigger one. He was just passing. Yeah, he passing was passing. By. And I said, you were totally trying to hold that to come to my office, weren't you? He's like, yes, I was. So he Because he was booking it towards my office, trying to, but, but since I stalled him out there in the hall, he let it fly in the hallway. But I was like, yes, I tell you what. So I, I got my payback. I wasn't feeling well that day. So while I'm standing there by the, the weather center, I, I, I felt something. I was like, okay, let me see if I can quietly get something out, you know. And I did. I came out quietly, not a bit of a noise, but it had some stank on it, enough to where I had to step away from the area where I farted. And, then I, and he, when I made the move, he's like, what are you doing? I said, sorry, a little silent but deadly over there. He said, all right, well, fair's fair. Don't tell me this is going to be a new segment called Gas Prices. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to talk about gas prices after the road trip I did this past weekend. But anyways, I thought it was kind of a fun story. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, let's get into some host chatter. I need to have a sounder for that. Like, but I only have four buttons. 
if you did have a gas prices and it's about that, I'd hate to hear the sound effect you there for that. <laughs> I had to fill my tank. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and now I'm broke. Welcome to the poorhouse. I'm homeless now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we won't we won't get into why. I'll leave that, I'll leave that for shows that try to be serious. We're not trying to be serious. We're a bunch of screwballs in this this here show. That's right. So hopefully we make you laugh occasionally. Even if, it's, I, even if it's at us. I will admit, when Eric, I, I really miss having Eric on the show. Eric is funnier than I am. Yeah, he's <laughs> I mean, funny. He's a funny guy. And uh, well, I've had people that had commented on how, how funny the show is. And I'm like, you know, I don't know if that's me. I think it's Eric. <laughs> Eric has got a great sense of humor. So we miss you, buddy. It's kind of wry. Yeah, he's he's got a good sense it, of humor it, that it, way. It's, yeah. it's wry, but it comes out of left field. And it's funny that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're kind of weird and goofy. Hopefully people think we're funny. Oh, looks aren't everything, brother. No, I'm mm-hmm. kidding. <laughs> yeah, if it was all about looks, we wouldn't be doing this on a podcast. We'd be on, <laughs> we would be up on YouTube. That's true. And uh, clearly we're not up on, well, no, we're up on YouTube, but all you're going to see is our lovely, lovely image, which, by the way, do you like our lovely image? I have. Uh, if you go to NeverlandPodcast.com and go to our store, there are some new t-shirt designs available to you. Now, T Public, I, I recently have ordered some of my shirts. I ordered a pair of them. Uh, they came in, in the mail. I washed them, and some of the print came off. Right now, I'm in the middle of trying to get that taken care of um, because it's uh, it looks really bad. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I, I've taken pictures of it, and uh, I contacted T Public hopefully to get these shirts replaced. But uh, T Public is supposed to have some good customer service, so we'll see how that works out. But yeah, I do have some new designs available. Come and get them while they last, because who knows? I, I do have the old uh, James Kennison of that story show had uh, drawn me up a a uh, video game looking uh, old school video game looking castle based kind of on Walt Disney World style castle. He did it. Uh, and uh, I think that's the one that, uh, that I, don't, I think Disney more had a problem that I had Disney in the name of the podcast. Uh, I think that was more of a problem than maybe the castle. So, but they might suddenly cease and desist or tell me stop selling the shirt with the castle because uh, I have the castle. But see, this time I have a, your drawing of me in mm. front of it in my He-Man pose in front of the castle, like the old school days. So, uh, and I might put so, like the older designed castle in there at some point as well, just you know to play around. You know, I'm trying to make some fun things available, and uh, you know, and funny things that happen on the show. I should start making shirts of you with some have things. a podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wish I had some of the great lettering that D had made me before, but uh, when my hard drive went, I lost a lot of the really great yeah. letter art that she had done for me. Of, She's uh, awesome. I have a podcast. She did some neat stuff. I've learned how to do some of that though now, so I, I might. I'm not as good at it as D. I don't think, but oh, she's great. Man. I'm, she I'm getting better. Yeah, but uh, uh, before I get into like what have I been watching and stuff I want to add in a what have you been reading mainly because now I gotta be careful I don't want to spoil anything but on our last episode we had Gary K. Wolf on the show mm-hmm. the creator of Roger and Jessica Rabbit and Baby Herman you know all that kind of thing and so I have gotten I, I've got three of his books now and I sat and I read Who Censored Roger Rabbit since then, I've also started. I started Who Whacked Roger Rabbit because he did say that he started working on that one actually before he did Who Plugged Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. There we go. Roger Rabbit. But Who Censored Roger Rabbit? Uh, my goodness. You want to talk about night and day? Uh, it was entirely different from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I mean, they based it around there and they took his concepts and his characters, but they did a completely different. Uh, I mean, he's. his take on a lot of stuff. Now, Baby Herman apparently does have a cartoon show, but like Roger was trying to be in the comic strips and basically they would be taking photos of Roger doing whatever and he'd be his comic strip, but he was in a comic strip as a sidekick to Baby Herman. But when they talk, like a word balloon would pop out of their head. 
and not all they don't always have a sound. Yeah, they usually so you in order in order to know what they're saying, even when you encounter a tune, you might have to just read their word balloon. And he even talks about the font that will be in the word balloon might have something to do with the emotion behind how they said it. Uh, but sometimes I guess they could also be audible. And Jessica, uh, being so much humanoid and trying to, she was doing like modeling advertisement and stuff. She got to the point where she was she just wouldn't pop out a word balloon because she would just do actual vocal, so she would talk. Yeah, uh, but you know, Roger tended to not do that. But I always I, I hear the uh, Charles Charles Fleischer uh, yeah. The, uh, voice, even regardless. Yeah, <laughs> although there's no 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 peas yeah. uh, at all. Roger doesn't talk like well, that. Well, that was him. It, yeah, Charles. I mean, you know, but it's Roger's kind of a completely different type of character. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to spoil things in the book, but that book was really uh, going to be completely a standalone. I mean, there's really no way to continue on. Except for more adventures with Eddie Valiant, but you probably would not would not have had Roger and Jessica Rabbit or anything in a sequel the way he uh, set it up. But that's all I want to say because that it's a completely different story. The characters are not exactly what you expect, and it doesn't end in a way that you would have expected. I was kind of surprised. Now, it's, I'd say it's worth a reading. It's a good book, but I do I must say I did enjoy the movie better. Very um very coincidental. I I, I watch a, a gal on um oh a YouTube whose name's uh, uh awkward Ashley. And um, she does this thing about stuff that she's never seen before because she, did, she didn't grow up watching movies like we did. And uh, so one of the people tell her what that, you know, they suggest what, for her to watch today's show. It's every Monday and Friday. Today's movie just happened to be Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh-huh. So I watched that this morning and I was excited because she loved it. She loved cartoons. She grew up watching all the cartoons. She, so she saw most Disney stuff. So it was what's well, really cute about her. First of all, she's about the age of most of my uh, grown nieces. She's like in her early twenties. But what's really cute about her is uh, she was just learning the story and all that. But for every couple seconds, she'd be like Dumbo. It, it just it was just so cute seeing like, like yeah. a little girl or something. She's not a little girl, but it you know she has that cuteness about it. She's yeah. doing all that. I love it. But uh, the 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 interesting thing. Um, Gary Wolf being you know being the creative type that he oh, is, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he was able to adapt when he's having sequels. Mm. He seems to be basing more on the idea of what was presented in the film, so people who watched the movies who wanted to read his books could glide right in. Mm. Although we still have the you know Eddie Valiant is still kind of a sourpuss and he still cannot stand Roger Rabbit. Yeah, uh, as he gets into who, who whacked Roger Rabbit. Now I can't remember who plugged Roger Rabbit. I remember or who plugged. <laughs> I read back in middle school, but I don't really remember much of it. But the interesting thing, if you take who censored Roger Rabbit, it's it's set like it's in like probably the, I think he probably wrote it in the eighties, and it could have been in the eighties because you have a Kermit toy. Mm, uh, there's yeah. mentions of Spider Man, mm. so I mean it's it's not set in the era of the movie at all. So the when the movie was set in that time, he started writing more towards that, and so he'll have actors pop up like in this one it's uh well um yeah gary cooper is is actually in who whacked roger rabbit uh and i kind of if i'm trying to remember like in a who plugged roger rabbit you have uh i think it's the guy that was in gone with the wind um oh you're talking about clark gable yeah clark gable if i'm not if, if i'm remembering it correctly clark gable is a character in that one but that's why you know he you know he's kind of these are almost probably like standalone books i love this era yeah but these are all standalone books because he was even talking about like the uh uh, I don't know if you've been listening to last week's episode there, Phil, but uh, with his new Jessica Rabbit book, it's set in a modern age, huh. but it's, he's, he's, he's changed it up where Jessica starts as human, but he'll go into how she becomes a tune by, and meets Roger by the end of the book, apparently. So I want to read it, but I think each one of his books could stand on its own two feet, completely separated from all their other stuff, because they don't they don't really fit together. So, so are these like full 
novels. Uh, novel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is you know. So he's he's got four. Well, there's like there's like a Roger Rabbit trilogy, but they don't. I don't think they are linked really so much at all. Uh, so you could probably read them in almost any order. And then this this new uh, serious business spelled with an X, y'all, uh, that you can get on his website, uh, GaryWolf.com. Uh, it's it's a Jessica Rabbit story set in modern time, so it's almost like he's. It, I think it would probably link more towards um, the original who censored Roger Rabbit and that. But I, the, to me, it seems like he's writing these as good just standalones where you could read any of them. But if you want something that feels more like the movie, you're going to go probably with who whacked or who plugged. But although he does keep his concepts of the word balloons and his description of Toontown and who whacked Roger Rabbit, is it's quiet in there. Because it's all tunes, and they talk to each other in word balloons. Hmm. They don't need to vocalize. They can word balloon each other. And even sound effects go wham in letters. Uh-uh. So you go, and Evangelist is basically talking in, the, in the, the, the one, the only thing he really likes about Toontown is it's peaceful and quiet. But it's not that peaceful because everything's a really bad joke. Well, because definitely yeah, in, the, tunes. in the movie, I, that's the only, I love the movie, but at the same time, I get headaches real bad, as you know. Mm. And so things need to be kind of calm. That's not the way I was as a grown up. Jeremy can abide to that. He can tell you that's true. But, man, I'll tell you, when I was a kid, I loved it. But watching, even just today, watching that, you know, bits of it, I was getting a bit of a headache because it's so bombastic and bam, yeah. bam, 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 bam. And I'm just like, I can't. It's so it's bright. It's Tex Avery so, style. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that while I was watching. I was like, this is like watching. All the of screwy squirrel, the, screw, the, the the crazy parts of Droopy, yeah. which is oh. why it's so fitting that Droopy's in there. Yes, yeah, you know uh, that was the other thing that was so funny about watching that today. Watching that gal watch that, she knew she knew these characters, some of them like Droopy, mm. but didn't know who he was. She didn't know his name, mm. and, and it made me feel so old because <laughs> uh, it was like it was like oh my gosh i'm old but, i remember that character exactly well heck they, they weren't new characters even when we were kids but we had television stations that showed yeah. old old cartoons so we got to see woody woodpecker and the pink panther mm-hmm. and the flintstones that as was they were, and, that yeah. was something that someone uh i was watching something yesterday that made me realize we're the last generation of a lot of things that we didn't know mm, yeah <laughs> Well, every generation is last generation of something. But this was a lot of things. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of things, but we just didn't know it. We just didn't know it, you yeah. know? <laughs> so, all righty. Um, want to kind of cruise by theory about uh, what have you been watching? Of course, we have to mention Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Oh, We've yeah. been getting to watch the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Which, I've enjoyed it so Yeah, I've enjoying it. I, I, there was some some flaws that I could point out. Sure. I hate how I have agendas stuck into a, a yeah, series. Yeah. And there was some clear stuff, you know, with with the style of what they want to do that I noticed. Now, now this fourth episode felt different from it, but Obi-Wan, now this is a man who's been a Jedi, fought in the Clone Wars. He's done some undercover. You know, he, he's very capable. Now, granted, he's he's separated himself from the Force in order to not be detected. And he's kind of given up there, and we've seen that first episode. But he is completely a bumbling idiot and inept. And constantly being saved by women. Even if she's 10 years old. Cause he and he's the one who makes a mistake and calls her by her real name. He's completely just—he's kind of a moron. He got—he got that though on his own. He got out of that on his own. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But you don't lose the ability to think, you know. But he became kind of a bumbling idiot. And but but I've all I noted like the main thing. 
he is being saved by women all the time. But now that that did seem to change yeah. this last episode. But I noticed that. And I'm like, that's kind of that. That well, we have to make sure we're pushing for strong women. I'm like, but that's don't do it that way. Don't do it as an agenda because when they bring women in and they want to, well, we want to have more strong women characters. They always have to make the men pitiful. Yeah. And by you know we already discussed this like kicking him in the groin you know that's uh, it's become like, such a I don't just mean this on Star Wars but I just mean in general that's become such a thing that it's not if it's when <laughs> yeah but when's it going to happen how often and it gets so old it's it's lost all of its. Um, Humor for me personally, yeah. at least. It's also all its humor. It's almost like, oh, okay. it's like, oh, the main hero of this this story is a as a man. Okay, well, the strong female character we're going to make her kick him in the nuts, and I can almost promise you, in Thor, at some point, I almost expect that Jane Foster will probably kick Thor in the nuts. Probably, I, I expect it. <clears throat> I hope not. Not not for that. It bothers me that much, except to say, come up with something new. That's all. Either or she'll do something to make Thor look stupid or pathetic. Well, I'll say this. About, way. I'll say this about Chris. Degrading, what's denigrating the men is how they described it. And they've done that a lot for those years now. But yeah. I'll say this about Chris: he's really good. He's one of the. There's only a couple people uh, that Chris Hemsworth, Chris, Chris uh, um, Pratt. Some, there are some actors who can somehow take it on one side of the cheek and come right back up looking good. I don't know how those people like that can do it, but they can. There's a few. George Clooney is another one. Yeah, you have to do it like like Jackie Chan could do. Like Jackie Chan, in order to make action comedy, he would make himself the underdog in the fight. Yes, and, and, but but he wouldn't necessarily be denigrated. He would just you know set it up to where he's he's Chris more relatable Pratt, that way. Chris Pratt and, and Chris Hemsworth, like I said, somehow they can take it one side, come back right back up as if it didn't even bother them somehow, yeah. and it's so good at it. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> they do though. The Rock is pretty good at it too. Yeah. Although that's not an insult to The Rock because I I really do love him, but um, he's pretty much the same guy every time. I mean, yeah. you know, he's yeah. just he's a character. Well, that's he's a character type. Yeah, he is yeah. a character type. Yeah. But we got to keep the show rolling because yeah. I got so much to do. So yeah. I don't want to sit get on, stuck that. on that. Yeah. Get stuck on that for too long. Because <laughs> the other thing I've been watching, I have discovered on HBO Max that Doctor Who was there. I've I'd found it before. But I forgot. You know how much fun it is. Now you you need you haven't watched these. I've tried. I, I've oh, tried. Oh yeah, he's having a little pain there, folks. That's yeah. what that grunt was. Sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, but did you have you watched the Christopher Eccleston Ninth Doctor ones? No. Those see that's where I started watching, and it's very different from when uh, your sister Sherry used to watch. Oh him. yeah, they, you know she the, still does, but yeah. I don't watch it with her. Yeah, but you know, so these these new ones you could actually step in. But I, I am finding that uh, now that I've come back and watching them again that. Stuff I didn't quite get. Now that I'm more familiar with the Doctor Who universe, I, I, I get it now. You know, so. But it's been kind of fun, actually, going back and watching from Christopher Eccleston. And I'm kind of working my way up again. <laughs> so, because those were some of the good stuff. Because I kind of fell off with the, uh, the the later series. It was too much of an agenda. Yeah. Um, and so I quit. I saw some of that. Yeah. I, I mean, bits of it. And uh, they're trying to fix it. They've, they've, they've got another new doctor in there, and I just don't know. That's like, yeah, I, I don't, somehow not, I don't think it's going to be quite the same. But it slowly fell off. I mean, you could really. I liked up through Matt Smith. Uh, it was all pretty good. But, yeah, you know, when the. Oh, I forgot the guy Who? after that. And no, I, did, okay. I, did, I did like the, the doctor after the older guy. Uh, but I can't remember his name. But it was. It, it just wasn't. Something wasn't quite working, so it, yeah, it's not as great as it was. But that, I, that's nice to have the episodes that I really loved uh, available to watch. Now, what have you been playing? Now I got to tell you this story. So, 
And I've written this in my notes as WWE He-Man and my one versus two rules. Uh, this is my, my honor system. Now, when you and I have played, uh, and we're on the same team, if it's uh, like a tornado tag match, we, if we get to where there's just one opponent, I'll kind of hang back. And if you're fighting with them, I'll hang back. Like, okay, fair fight, you two. If you need my help, I'm here. But I'll try to, like, okay, fair fight, one-on-one. And I even had we, we did a pay per view, and uh, I had fallen I, I had fallen behind a tornado tag. It was just me, and the computer guy was coming after me. And uh, I was and you were playing as a as supposed to be a face character as Mario. You were Mario, and you were gonna go for a chair. Now me, I was actually a heel character. It would make sense for me in a situation. It's a two against me that I would grab a chair to try to fight back. Plus, being a heel, I'm gonna cheat. You know. <laughs> But uh, as a face character, you've already got the advantage because it's a two-on-one. So you grabbing the chair and bringing it in, it's like, hey, that's a heel thing to do. If so you do that, I'm going to have to turn Mario heel because that's no what hero would do that. Yeah, I usually don't do yeah. cheating so when I'm a hero. So, but now, depending so on the situation, if here's there's the several thing. people on me, that's one thing. Right? Yeah. If, if you're if if it's if you are the one versus the two, okay, yeah, bring it. Bring an equalizer. That's yeah. that makes sense. That's trying to be a fair fight. But of course, if if they're fighting you, okay, well, one of them's going to be on you at a time. The other guy's going to hang back. Okay, fair fight. That's honor among warriors, right? Well, the computer does not have honor among warriors. <laughs> <laughs> it's computer. Yeah. I got into a, 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 a tornado tag match. It was uh, He-Man. I was playing as He-Man with Stratos as my partner. And uh, we were taking on Apocalypse and Thanos. Stratos oh. got his butt handed to oh, him. Oh, that's a, that's a big match. I, and I, I can't believe how many times I managed to kick out. But I managed to pull off a finisher and everything. But... Thanos and Apocalypse, because it's a tornado tag, have no qualms, but of course they're the heels, it's okay, of beating the tar out of me and getting in each other's way to where they would actually interrupt each other's moves. So they were beating the daylights out of me, uh, double teaming, and, uh, but I, I, he man, you know, kept coming back, and I, I, would gain, I would gain a finisher on it. I managed to get a finisher on one, but of course I could never pin, but it would give me a chance to try to fight with the other one. And I thought, maybe, there, maybe just maybe, I'll find a way to win. I didn't. But what was funny... And I have this video up on the Neverland official gaming channel. Uh, one of them had locked up or started to move. And the other one hits me. And the the computer got frozen in the animation or stuck to where He-Man was walking on air. <laughs> and one of them tried, had tried to fling me into the ropes. And I went and I bounced off where the ropes should be about me in air. And it stayed like that until somebody hit me and locked up <laughs> and it brought me back down. So it was kind of funny. That is funny. We're walking in the air. You know, so he you're, you're, was doing a, you're doing a Looney Tune thing for a second there. That wasn't Looney Tunes. You never seen the Snowman? The what now? The Snowman. It's an Oscar-winning animated, uh, like half an hour long. Uh, it's and it's, there's no dialogue in it. It's all music, but it's about a little boy on who gets some Christmas snow. Oh, I, I I have it right. Yeah, you know what I'm talking. The Snowman, but that's yeah. the walking in the air. No, I, I was, I was okay. talking about the fact that Looney Tunes sometimes will walk on on the air, oh. thinking that's. I thought you thought I was doing no, this funny no, voice, no, no, but no, I was no. I was kind of doing. I have to hide in Volcano. Okay. No, I was talking about. The, I, was, I was like, you didn't know about because I was about to like, I'm gonna dig it up. You're gonna have to watch no, it. No, I've seen it. I, I thought you, Heather doesn't like it because you know, but snowmans do what snowmans do. They yeah, melt. They melt. Yeah, <laughs> but he, there's a second one. You know, it's like he comes back. I mean, Frosty melts too, but I guess that was traumatic for Heather when she was little when Frosty melted in the greenhouse. I understand that. I get it. But so I think she relived, relived that. But anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, the other thing I've been playing this week, this was well, these past few weeks, uh, this is kind of a funny story. So when I was, when I set up my account over there at GameStop to become a pro member, uh, my goal was when I purchase things, I get $5 a month 
to use, and I would make a purchase, and that earns me reward points to build up. Of course, I found out that's, a, that's about like getting 20 cents on the dollar in reward points to build up towards getting a PS5. So I wasn't really gaining any ground getting towards my PS5. And so I had bought Resident Evil 8, also known as Resident Evil Village, or Vi- Village Resident Evil, uh, however you want to phrase it. I had bought it for PS5, thinking, oh, great, this will be awesome. When I finally get my PS5, I'll sit and play that. Well, I noticed I wasn't getting anywhere fast, and even my latest purchase, and I posted it up to my Facebook page, where I bought the uh, Fantasia Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey there, uh, and he's got the broom circling, and it plays music. It cost like me it. about d- darn near $100 I paid for that thing, but yeah. I, I had to get it. But I'm oh, like, I love it. Though. I was like, you know, great. I'm not getting anywhere fast. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take this <laughs> this PS5 copy. Trade it in over over GameStop and get myself a PS4 version. It's stuck on my head. Thanks a lot. Sorry. So I've actually gotten to play through Resident Evil Village now. Fun. And had a had a heck of a good time. I am going to probably put some video up on the official gaming channel. It is rated mature, folks. Don't let your kids watch because it's it is a scary type of game, and there is some language because when your main character Ethan gets into a gets injured. Because part of what they like to be horrifying is they realize it's first person. They like to do horrible things to his hands, because you're seeing it in that perspective. So they'll have they'll have like a lichen uh, bite some of his fingers off. Oh Lord, help! Right me. in front of you, so you're watching this. Ah! So and it's you know just to mess with you, but like yeah, it's don't let your children play. <laughs> that, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, it's it's oh, but it was a lot of fun to play because. Uh, how this was set up, it uh, reminded me of the old-style Legend of Zelda games where you have kind of a central hub area, and as you unlock new abilities or weapons and gain more things, you can go into new areas. And, you know, they call it like a Metroidvania now because you get, like, a new weapon. So, oh, this this new weapon I have allows me this ability to traverse this, you know. Uh, and they even had some nice things where you could, you know, instead of pursuing the story, you could stop and go for treasure hunts and buy, you know, find and unlock new treasures and that and lay all you to upgrade your weapons or buy new items that gets you to go further. So I was really enjoying that aspect. And I love the way the uh, the merchant, who's this duke, uh, would, when sometimes when you leave his shop, he goes, have a grand adventure. <laughs> so instead of like treating it like it's horror game, it's it's like an adventure game. and, yeah. and But it still has the horror elements and it's, you know, can be downright scary and dark and, and the, 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 the fun thing for about Resident Evil games for me is I... I I don't like horror movies because you're not allowed to blast the monster in the face with a shotgun. But that's why I can still have fun with Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness because you get to blast the things in the face with a shotgun. Yeah, that, and that's, that's what fun. makes Resident Evil work for me is you know blasting things in the face. Army with a of Darkness yeah. is, is fun anyway because it's kind of tongue in cheek in yes, no sense. It is. I love that one. Yeah, that's a blast. Yeah, literally in that. And there's a game of that that I really want to try. I don't know if it's out yet. It is out. It is a multiplayer game. I'd like to try that. Uh, it is difficult as snot from the video I've seen of it. Mm, I've seen groups of people struggling trying to get through. Because you're shame. being swarmed by the deadites. And I was like, ooh. But it's got a lot of cool stuff, and it's got Bruce Campbell's voice in oh, it and well, stuff. The, it, to me, so, how could you go in yeah. what else? So I mean, it's, some, it's one of the ones I'll, I'm going to wait for the price to come down on it. I'm sure, probably sure. going to have to get it just to play with it. Now that I'm actually, I am online now with PS Plus, so sure. uh, I'll find some friends to play with. But uh, it's but, not, it's not which, your usual style of game, Phil. Speaking of which, though, brother. Uh, speaking of games, the ones that we're looking forward to, the one that we're looking Which forward to. Which I am going to mention in the next episode. Oh, I'll shut up. Then. But I'll go ahead and say so now. June 16th, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. And that's right around the corner. Right, too. And, uh, this is my payday week, which means I get $50 this week, which I won't need the whole 50 
But uh, I have seen on Nintendo Switch, uh, it's like uh, they're, they're, you can pre-order it for $25, but I want to get an actual disc, and I want to have it on the PlayStation because that's where I'm online and I can play with you. And I, and oh, Seth, yeah. And hey, bring Freddy around. Little Freddy is going to have a ball with us. A, a game that I do intend to get. I, I wasn't, you know, I haven't bought Madden in a while. I was going to get last year's because it had uh, um, oh, uh, Mahomes, Mahomes and, on and it. Brady on the cover. I don't like too. Brady, but I like Mahomes. So I was going to get that, but I didn't. And I didn't because I was told that it had a, a few things wrong with it at first. Yeah. But I am going to get this upcoming one because one of the covers you can get, and I want to get, just like you said, the actual disc. The reason I want to get the actual disc is simply because of the cover and everything else. Yeah. The reason why I want to get it is because there's an Ultimate Edition. It won't be cheap, but the Ultimate Edition you can get, and it has my favorite cover, which is the original cover. You can get it with the original cover uh, with the Ultimate Edition. Like the old like, Sega Genesis looking yeah. cover? Oh, remember, my goodness. Remember where I had him coming through? Matt, yes, Madden person. Yeah. Oh, my and, gosh. And, and now, they have a few like that, like their best stuff. But yeah, they have it coming through, and I'm like, oh, that's it, because I want to, I love him, you know, and he's oh gone now. Oh, my goodness, yeah. And so we need, I want to, okay, I just, maybe needs not the right word, but I want to honor the it. man. <laughs> that's <laughs> why I want it, because I want to honor the man. I love the man. Yeah. In my opinion, they need to go back to having at least recordings of him because we got those yeah. recordings. I want to hear him. I, I, boom. Yeah, I want to see. I want to hear the booms. I want to. I want to hear. Remember when you used to get suggestions from him? He'd say, "This might work." Yeah. I want to hear yeah, that. Yeah, he could get in the Madden's picks. I want to hear that again. Yeah. I, 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 I want to go back in time. I know I'm. I'm sentimental. We'll get back in time. Yeah. I'm a sentimental guy, but to me, you got his name. You might as well enjoy those things, because that's what made Madden Madden. And you know, I know kid, I've I've heard kids and stuff saying, "Who's Madden?" And, Imagine that. It's Madden that makes Madden Madden. Well, yeah. So it's to me, people are like they're saying, "Well, it does. You don't need him anymore. Get look, but it is his. It's it's his name. Get, it's it's like not having anything to do with Walt Disney with Disneyland. That no, you you need to have him on there. Look, I know he didn't make football. But, and this is a fact, he is what made Madden Madden because he wouldn't let them use his name until they made a football game with the exact amount of players and doing the true plays. So you can thank him for making games what they are as far as football games go. Yes, indeedy. And I, I haven't bought one since, uh, I guess, the 21 had Mahomes mm-hmm. on the yeah, cover. I, I still got that. I, I, that's I, what I got. And I, I, haven't, I haven't really played that much. I don't play a lot of Madden, but mm-hmm. I had to get that because my boy Mahomes mm-hmm. is on there. That's the one, last one I got, and I still play that one. Yeah. I need, to go, I need to yank it out and play. Yeah, We can play online now. Yeah. Because I have fun. an online account, too. But I, I, so I will we, get that we new can game. both not know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I will get that new game though because I might end up doing that. I, too. I love Madden just because I want to see that cover. Just that, that's ooh, my ooh, favorite. Old John Madden it, popping through. The, and folks, he had this. His hair was wavy and, and, and kind of <laughs> yes. golden because um, yeah. it was changing over to, to kind of a silver looking. And because uh, it wasn't just gray, because it had kind of gold with it kind of golden blonde it was almost like silver and gold together and i know what you're thinking it's silver and gold <laughs> and so it was perfect it was perfect you know and um to, to have that wonderful hair uh going with it and he's busting through this kind of this wall and uh it was like paper wall looking thing yeah. and he just has this funny look on his face and i just love that guy he had such yeah. a, a He's such a personality, and the weird thing is, is like we're Chiefs fans, and he was the Raiders coach at the time when oh, that was like was the biggest great. part of the rivalry. But yeah. we still love him. He was so affable. he wasn't with the Raiders anymore when we, no. when we came to know him. He was so affable though. Yeah, 
and he'd talk about food and everything. And he goes, let's see what they got in the trucks. And they'd go out there and he'd be like, let's see, they've got, the, there's a relish with the hot dog on the bun. And he'd go through and, and he'd always draw stuff on the line. You yeah. ever had on the screen, he'd be drawing with yes. the little thing. And yes. they come up here and then they go this way. And <laughs> now, and if he goes through and he runs another 10 yards, that's going to be a first down. And, and you don't want that if they're not going to do it right. <laughs> yes. Uh, but we got to keep the show moving, and we haven't even gotten to the... We're halfway into the show. We haven't even gotten to the news. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. Alrighty, so... Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. All right, so, uh, okay, you might say that we're a little slow getting to some of this. Okay, because we haven't gotten a show out like and scheduled. But uh, there was a PlayStation Sony State of Play for June, and they put out... Uh, then it makes them not necessarily fully announce these games. Some of them had already been announced, but uh, and I don't think there's any dialogue in this uh, first. Well, there's something. I need to turn that down. That's really loud. But uh, this is some footage of a game called Stray. Now, Stray is uh, I think it's some, some, like science fiction, but you're playing as a cat. Huh? Yeah. You are this little stray cat, and you got this little thing on your back. Uh, I'm trying to get to where I can see the options here. Because there's nothing to talk. But see how you got this weird environment you're going through. There's something up with this world. But uh, since this isn't the trailer park, here we go. Let me just read for you the description now that I got it on screen. Lost, alone, and separated from family, a stray cat must untangle an ancient mystery to escape a long-forgotten cyber city and find the way home. Stray is coming to PS5 and PS4 July 19th. Wow. Now, what I appreciate about this is talk about originality. My aunt would have loved that. Mm-hmm. Now, I have seen that there is a... I can't think of the name of it. There is another older game that I completely missed. Where you're playing as like a, a, a dog deity of some level, like ancient Chinese kind of. Really. Where, but you're playing as this dog, and you can actually pee on stuff apparently. But it's it's more of a cartoony looking style, but like classic style artwork looking. But it's really really kind of neat. But it's doing something unique, and I, I appreciated like a, one of the recent things I've picked up for the PlayStation was Goat Simulator, where you're just trying to cause as much destruction as possible as a goat. Notice you didn't have the cat one in in China. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I'm sorry. All right. I apologize. No, I don't apologize to our listeners in China because China has, I've got yeah. problems with the Chinese government right now. Not so much the people, though. No. But I, I apologize to all of our people in China who are not fans of your own government or if you're American living in China. Uh, you, I'm sure you don't actually eat cats. I'm sorry. No, we're just joking. So he's just being funny. Yeah. So <laughs> please don't send me hate mail. No, I'm sorry. I'm please don't send me hate mail. So it's it's in a world where we can't make a joke like that, and yeah. everybody just say, "Oh, I think you're just being funny." Yeah. <laughs> I do. I I did, however, uh, this morning have cats up. <laughs> that, I don't know why it's misspelled. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Also, there was a bit of a look during the state of play of the upcoming Final Fantasy 16. Now, I think there is some trailer that has some dialogue here. 
Uh, they call this the dominant trailer. But let me read some text. It says, in a world ruled by tyranny and turmoil, there are those who would fight to take back control of their fate. I wonder if there's a description of the game. Who are we? What are the dominants? The power we wield, it wears away at our very being. It breaks us. It unmakes us. That its immaculate aspect might reveal itself. The Icon. There's going to be another war, isn't there? Every day we delay brings us closer to disaster. We must move now. The chaos he would wreak would sweep all of Valisthea into the abyss. I unite the dominance, that we may bring an end to the strife and found a new order to see us unto tomorrow. If I take the field, our duel will shake the island to its foundations. It is true. Yet for every citizen who falls, another can be bred. For every home that burns, another can be built. The Empire will live on. Square Enix and Final Fantasy 16. Oh, child of fate. Sorry, there's one more line there. That's Summer amazing. 2023. We're that, a long way off. That's amazing graphics with that. Yeah. Oh, they, they, uh, Square Enix has really um, stepped up their they, game. They've, they've always stepped up with their game. They've always put things a step ahead. When I thought it, it was a movie at first that you Sean. I was like, oh, maybe he messed up see, on the... <laughs> they could, well, it's basically, since Final Fantasy VII, because they've always had pretty epic stories, yeah. but since Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation, they that's what made it a big deal, is they were like, you know what, we're going to make full, big, cinematic, animated stuff to tell the story. Yeah. And, you know, that's got the Final Fantasy VII remake, and I absolutely adored that game. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Which, yeah. you, you got a free copy, you I, need to play it. That's the only why I know anything about it, because yeah. you. Because it's not my type of thing, usually. But you've also, <laughs> you also had me make some of the characters on a wrestling yeah, game. Yeah, I had them make me uh, Cloud and Tifa mm-hmm. and Aerith so from I knew, Final I, Fantasy VII. Like, oh, I know them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know the, who they are, at least. The neat thing about the Final Fantasy series is they're, they're completely separate stories. Yeah. They're like, the, the, the only thing that you might find in common is some creatures. And one of the things that's common is these summoned creatures you can do, like Ifrit, Shiva, Rahma. But now we're seeing in this trailer, all these summoned creatures are... 
perhaps ravaging the the world, and maybe your main character is able to just summon Ifrit, but all these giant summoned beasts are all running around, and like it looks like they're wrecking the place, and you know who the bad guy is when he's got this line, like, well, if people die, they can be bred. If the houses burn, they can be rebuilt. The empire will live on. Yeah, that guy is so callous. You're like, okay, we gotta take it. He's the bad guy. Well, the clearly. moment the moment we said it, I, I almost automatically thought they die. They die. Yes. You know? <laughs> so, but oh, that. Oh. So we gotta get your way. That rook house who gives a credit. You know, it's it's about me. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that it's gotten back to that uh, fairy tale fantasy feel. Yeah. Oh man. I'm well, that's what games that. are supposed to be anyway, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For and the, the, most part, the fun, the fun thing is, because I didn't, you know, like the older games, I'm not big on the turn-based combat where you're like, okay, what do we want to attack, defend, magic, you know, and click, you know, and press a button. Uh, they, they've gotten more to where they'll mix that style with an action combat thing where you're a bit more, you know, like, like Legends of Zelda. That's why I liked it. I liked it. I could actually do the fights. And Final Fantasy VII was like, they perfected their system of, of, Doing a little bit of like, you know, being able to give commands to do your spells or use special abilities, but also getting you into the action and be able to fight on your own. And it's, oh wow, it looks like they've really stepped it up. <gasps> but it's a year off, year away. All right, but we better get on to the next. Uh, most of my, uh, most of the news I'm, you know, covering doesn't like video games anymore. I can't <laughs> help it. There's just so much stuff. Oh, and here's something else that we kind of knew was coming, but we got our first look at it. I, I don't think there was something interesting in this. I hope they're not, because I forgot if there was. They're saying 3-24-2023 right now on screen. It's quiet. vacation, eh? You will receive our most sacred body. It begins now. So they've long spoke of uh, Capcom's been remaking the Resident Evil series. If I could just forget what happened that night. The pain. Even for a second. This time, it can be different. It has to. So March 24th of next year. This is when I'm, I'm, I'm a little iffy. I've really enjoyed the remakes so far. 
um, they're they're a lot of fun and and in a lot of ways because you know the old games were on the old PlayStation. Yeah. For one, two, and three, and so like, hey, we can enhance those, and they just they they've kind of changed the format, but they kept a lot of things the same. And one of the things I enjoy about the remake of Resident Evil Two is, so they've already always said that it's somewhere in Middle America. There's what they call the Arkley Mountains, is where the, the mansion was in the first game. Somewhere in the mountains near a small town. Now, as you get a little bit more detail on it, I was calling it, you know what? The only mountains you have in Middle America are the Ozarks. Yeah, they do look similar to mm-hmm. that. And when you see them, it's like, that looks like the Ozark. Well, of course, the Ozark Mountains are not, we're talking like smaller mountains. They're yeah. not, you know, they're yeah, not like Colorado or the Appalachians. Yeah, it's not like Wyoming or anything. It's Right. But, but we have we have big hills that are pretty much mountains I will down say, Missouri. But uh I, I don't want to get you sidetracked too on because we do have to keep moving, but I, I got to point this out. So I've always said that this was clearly somewhere in Missouri, and the Resident Evil 2 remake, for me, confirmed it. Because at the beginning of the game, when the character we have in Resident Evil 4, Leon S. Kennedy, or Claire Redfield, whoever you're playing as, pulls into a gas station. You know what the name of that gas station is? What's that for you, Ms. Oil. Hmm. That could be. That's that, To me, that's like a shirt from Missouri Oil, because Missouri University, they call it Mizzou. That's true. Ms. Oil. That's Missouri a good, that's Oil. That's a good point. I was going to say, mm-hmm. it, they're, they're kind of smart in doing what they're doing, though. They're making it kind of, um, it, it could be almost anywhere, yeah. as long as it's mid. Yeah, they, they still, it's still a small Raccoon village. Raccoon City does not exist. We know Smallville is supposed to be in yeah. Kansas, but it's that kind of that, you know, it just yeah. has a symbol. And I appreciated in Smallville that they would look into Metropolis, and I was like, mm-hmm. there's... That's looking at Kansas City. Kansas yeah. City's metropolis. <laughs> that's why. That's why I did it in my head. Uh, but I kind of figured, you know, you know, because Raccoon City sounds like the type of city you would have in the Ozarks. It's named for a raccoon. Um, but Resident Evil Four, I'm. Well, I'm I kind of hold back on this one because Resident Evil Four was just darn near perfect when it was originally came out. It was a, originally a GameCube exclusive. If you would believe that, Nintendo family friendly put something like Resident Evil Four, um, and it was darn near perfect. It was they they'd gone away from the 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 survival horror aspect to make it a little bit more action style game and instead of having like one major area that you're in that yeah you just unlock stuff it was fairly linear and that you would advance to the next area of the game and you were constantly on this journey and this was basically following this was following leon s kennedy as he's after having a really bad first day as a cop in raccoon city he uh, was going to save the president's daughter as she was kidnapped somewhere into Europe, and he shows up in Spain uh, to go and have this great, incredible adventure through the village there. So, yeah, it's a gr- and it was a fantastic game. I absolutely love it. It was one of the best of the franchise, and so it's one of those things when you remake it, it's like you really can't improve on this game. I, you know, because it's one of the games that's been remastered and HD'd and everything and re-released in different forms, but remaking it is kind of like ooh oh please oh no but i know i know they're not going to screw it up i mean they've been doing a fantastic job with these but it's that part like no i love it as it was i didn't need a remake if you want to remake something go and fix resident evil 5 and 6 where they they thought oh maybe it's more action they wanted and it kind of like yeah you lost what made resident evil cool by making action games and the sixth one i've been i've tried to play it and it's like a zombie shooting gallery and it's like well this is not a it's not that it's a bad game it's just not resident evil which is and that's why they went they stripped it down and when resident evil 7 they're like oh we forgot we're supposed to be scaring you a little bit and putting you in situations where you're not like on some sort of power fantasy that I can gun down everything in my path. I have to have a disadvantage. So they came up with the concept of the Baker family and you ha- you are powerless against them and they will stalk you and you need to hide. And uh, they, they kept a, a similar thing with Resident Evil Village. But So 
Four, I don't think you, could, you needed to do anything with it. Five and six, I'm kind of looking forward to see what they can come up with to try to fix those up because they need it fixed. But, that's out. Oh, sorry. I muted oh, you because okay. you had a phone My call. My phone call. I'm sorry about yeah. that. Uh, good feller. Um, that was um, kind of the problem with, with Twisted Metal was that mm. they, uh, it was an action, really an action game. Yeah. It was twisted. It was twisted. But Metal. somehow, once you got into the fifth game, technically, uh, once you got to the fifth game, which was uh, called Twisted Metal Dark, um, they, which was on the PlayStation 2, and when they did that, they went so dark, so dark, it was too dark. Literally, because you couldn't see very well. And, and, but it was, it was not as good. And then, after that, they made a couple others, and they just kept going more for horror, yeah. for so disgustingly twisted. Sweet Tooth. I've, I've seen like some of the little little um, story bits where they yeah. they got into the details of Sweet Tooth murdering his family. Yeah. And, and he wanted to, to be and, with them again. He mm-hmm. felt bad about it. So what they do, it, you know, I, I don't even want to say spoiler alert because yeah. it's been a long yeah, time. If you win Twisted Metal Tournament, you get your wish, but the, the, the person who runs the whole thing grants your wish, but a dark version of it. Yeah, and so he so. gets his wish, and his wish basically he ends up in hell with his family. <laughs> well, he was a serial well, killer, his, I'd say. He's but his was his was not quite that. His was he ends up in the grave with them, so he's buried in oh. the grave with them, and, he, and he's stuck in there with them. Ooh. And it was just a terrible thing. Yeah. It was well, like you talk well, about morbid, morbid as heck. Yeah. But anyway, it's like you, you kind of took all the fun out of it because in the original ones, you were taking on Twisted uh, or Sweet Tooth. But Sweet Tooth was that he wasn't even a murderer. Originally, he was a, a guy stuck in a sane asylum, and when he, he got out. He stole the the ice cream man's car, so it was a fun. It was kind of weird, but you wonder what he was in the asylum for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so even with the the first yeah. one, yeah, you were trying to get your wish and all, but it was kind of like a fun thing, you know. Yeah. It was, it was, they went this went too dark. Yeah, they they went into it, made it a kind horror, like a more of a horror thing. But yeah, yeah, Resident Evil became an action thing, but now they went back to say, hey, no, this was survival horror where you're trying to find a way to survive. So it was but, almost like they went on the opposite. Thing. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> And now they're expecting to do a series because uh, Twisted Metal found a new audience with yeah. that. I think, unfortunately, yeah. uh, they lost us, but they found I'm an hoping. audience. And now there's a, a Netflix. Uh, was it Netflix is going to have a series? I think. I hope what they'll do is kind of go in the middle, like they once did. Yeah. Kind of go in the middle because it's fun. But we're running close to an hour, and we haven't even gotten to our main topic. Well, let's go to our main topic. Then. <laughs> uh, well, I got more to do. <laughs> Uh, let me just mention, I guess, uh, I don't have to play all the trailers for, for these different games, but they have announced the Spider-Man PlayStation game, PlayStation 4 game. Uh, we're getting a little bit of remastering, and they're finally going to have it on some other things, including the PC. What is it? Spider-Man, the, that, that PlayStation game, which, have you played that yet? You've got a version for your PS5 because you bought the, the Miles Morales game. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. So, have you played that thing yet, man? Oh, yeah. You, you played through, not, not the Miles Morales, the oh, original? No, 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 just the Miles Morales. You need to play through that original game. It is fantastic. But a remastered version is coming. Good. Uh, for the PC. Let me move on to my next bit of news. I'm trying to move it along. And you know what? I don't. There was a launcher. There's some other games that I'm just going to skip over. Something was Lost Ruins that I kind of looked at. I was just trying to go through and then Steel Rising. Uh, a couple of other games coming out. I'm going to skip past those. In fact, we're just going to go to the trailer park. Another gator got in the house. Another gator? Give me that shovel. Come here. Oh, get him off. Oh, get that gator. Ah. Ah. The Neverland Trailer Park. All right. So I have some. These are, by by the time we're getting this out, it's these are older trailers. But uh, Disney 
put out a new teaser trailer for what Disney Animation Studios are doing. So um, Disney gets a little bit of a coverage this week. Prepare yourself for a journey beyond what is possible. Walt Disney Animation Studios proudly presents Strange World, a new motion picture event. Brace yourself! Travel past space and time to a place of infinite mystery unlike anything you've ever seen. Where in the world are we? What in the... We are in way over our heads. I'm not an explorer. I'm a farmer. Wanna back out? This is the time to do it. Really? <laughs> no! Messing with you. Come on. Let's make history. So Strange World's coming this fall, this November 2022. And uh, the the one thing I'll credit on this trailer is the style of like an old 50s, 60s sci-fi mm, like movie. Of, you know, remind me of right away the drive-in thing that they have in it, Walt Disney World. It reminded me of that, but it reminded me a little bit of Lost in Space type of style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I'm talking about the original. The original Lost in. Yeah. So I like the style of the trailer, and that makes me curious. Now, I, I, I will say honestly that Walt Disney Animation has disappointed me. Yeah. The last few years, I, I, I don't think they've been living up to the standard, and I, I feel like their characters in their computer animated are starting to get this generic yes. style and look that's like, yeah, okay. But they are not setting themselves apart from the other animation studios by somehow or another being superior in their style and design. I like the style and design acts of Pixar for Lightyear, the way their characters mm. look. Yeah, I think it looks, looks better good. than what we're seeing in this. Uh, but this might still be a, a lot of fun. Of course, you know me. Uh, I'm talking to Jeremy here, but... but if y'all don't know me, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm an old school man in the yeah, sense we that, are. <laughs> that it's in the sense that I still like the 2D classic look. Yeah, um, and uh, I think you can bring that into the computerized look. Yeah, I've seen him do it. Yeah, and I think that they can. Do, for instance, Paperman. Yeah, well, my, my very favorite one that they've done as far as making it look like the old style was uh, a Tangled. I thought yeah. it really had the look, yeah. And and I thought, you know, that to me is this standalone is maybe the best because it had it looks so much like the classic yeah. movies, and yet it isn't. And it, it that's got, as far as those kinds go, that's perfect. Yeah, Tangled and Rick and Ralph are the last two that oh, I really like. Yeah, same here. There's the other ones been like, well, that was okay. And I'm sorry, Frozen fans. I do like Frozen, uh, but and I like the music. But but I don't like it as much as a bunch of other people did. <laughs> well, the, the only problem was was I, that was to me, um, politicalism and all that stuff should never have anything to do with yeah, the entertaining cartoon. True. And when I watch a cartoon like Tangled and all that, I want to get away from any kind of thing of the world. Just enjoy just a have great fun. cartoon like this one that we just saw. 
At, so far that that you know just a yeah. split second that yeah. was fun yeah but right now we don't know anything about it I so. hope it's going to be fun yeah I hope it is me too I hope it is but yeah there's a, it doesn't need to have so much agenda and, and one hope I have with Disney I hope they get back into that to where yeah. there's no left no right just Disney just good storytelling because man it used to be that it didn't yeah. matter what you was into you go to Disney and you're going to have a good family fun time and that's what I want again yeah I'm going to go ahead and still play this little trailer even though this, where we're, when we're recording this, uh, we'll, we'll talk about next episode. The, the first episode of this has been released, and I did watch oh, it today. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> the world has a way of making people feel smart. We are connected, each of us, to those who came before. Cosmic. I always wanted this kind of life. I think I have this bangle for a reason, but I don't know if I'm ready for this. You're Kamala Khan. You want to save the world, then you're going to save the world. I've never seen powers like that. Bring her in. Everything's just changing really fast. If you save one life, you save the world. I want you to go home, and you're going to ask yourself, who is that girl I see staring straight back at me. You're setting lyrics from Milan. I am. I am. You are. So that was a teaser for, for uh, Miss Marvel, which it's kind of weird to, to try to talk about it when I've actually just seen the first episode, so I'm going to move on. Well, I haven't. Well, so that's good for me. That's good for yeah. you. Uh, but yeah, because I now if I say something about the trailer, it's going to be tainted by I watched the first episode. Yeah. So. Well, don't say anything, and, yeah. and that's okay, because so, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so. we're going to move on. <laughs> I will say that. We'll talk about it next, in my next podcast episode. That line was funny, that he had yeah, there. He's quoting Mulan. For a minute there, I was sitting there saying, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I know that from somewhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, one thing, though, that would be a concern to people who are fans of that character is, I understand why they would do it. They changed her powers to where it has something I to do with that. this bangle, and it's, it's almost like more like a magic, I guess. Uh, that hasn't been explained where I'm at so far, but I can understand doing that because too much of what she does is I, I've I've said for years like it's Mr. Fantastic, yeah, and she's supposed to be an Inhuman, and they've taken that out of it too. Hmm. Uh, but I to not be compared to Mr. Fantastic because Mr. Fantastic has now one film appearance, and we are expecting a Fantastic Four movie. They don't want to make her the same because the comic comic audience, I guess, has been accepting of it, but a movie audience would be like, wait a minute, you know, so. That is one thing that, that I won't be able to point out. But, oh, here is something. Uh, I haven't listened to the audio of this, so I hope there's no language in it. I might get a nasty surprise. I don't think there is, but it's a documentary, so sometimes people talk funny. something strange in your neighborhood, who you gonna call? He writes, he produces, he engineers, he plays all the instruments, he sings, he does it all. He is a one-man band. He is Ray Parker Jr. Hey, Ray Parker, man. Who is this cat, man? Ray is the greatest living rhythm guitar player. This man came in with a style that none of us had ever heard before, and none of us have ever heard since. This kid playing guitar, and he says, "I like the way you play. Can you play with the big boy?" I'm 
15 years old, playing with Marvin Gaye, Smokey Robinson, The Temptations, and Gladys Knight. He started playing it, and he was good. I was, I was really, I was shocked. I said, Stevie, you got to hear this guitarist. Is this Ray Parker Jr.? This is Stevie Wonder. First thing you think, this is my friends are playing a prank. Come on, Stevie, what? He's calling me. I took the phone and hung it up. Click. I called him back and said, hey, this is Stevie, not playing. You hang up on me again, you get punched out. I'm in L.A. doing sessions with Barry White, Boss Skaggs, and Herbie Hancock. Herbie Hancock is like music royalty. Ray was able to add that groove in a way that, that nobody can. I got the call to come play on Bill Withers' record. This was just too cool. You know, I'm going to play with Bill Withers. When I wake up in the morning, love. I was at the top of my game. You know, you sit in that chair and you're expected to give your all. And sometimes you give too much and sometimes you don't get enough for it. I mean, it was devastating. I'm sitting at home in a dark room looking at TV and there's a guy I never met before collecting my Grammy. And you didn't get the credit for it. Ray'd been on plenty of hit records, million sellers all over the place, but it wasn't his record. As a studio player, you were part of the, the puzzle. I wanted to be the whole puzzle and so did Ray. He was dreaming of stardom, you know, and his dreams came true. Ghostbusters went to number one in 52 countries around the world. If you go up to anybody and you go, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. I mean, everybody knows this song. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Who are you going to call? Okay, so this is going to be a digital thing. I think it's uh, it's probably going to be streamable. I'm going to have to see that. It's it's called Who You Going to Call. It is basically a documentary about Ray Parker Jr. And all just from this trailer, I learned stuff about him I didn't Me know. Me too. And I guess that was the point. It's like you know he'd done all this other stuff before he had that hit song. And what's interesting is I was like, getting all excited just watching that. Yeah. I was getting goosebumps, man. <laughs> I mean, heck yeah! Especially Stephen Wonder talking about he was going to punch I him. I love but, uh, Steve Wonder. The nice thing is it's nice to hear. Him, you know, talking about him writing his original music because mm -hmm. Ghostbusters was one a new drug. Oh yeah, because that's what they they wanted Huey Lewis and he would have didn't do it. So they told him do a song that's like one a new drug. And when you listen to compare it, and they did have a little trouble with it, mm -hmm. but still Ghostbusters the song stands out. And I love that to song us. too. I love one a new drug. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> no, I mean, I, mean, I don't mean like that. Not lyrically so much. <laughs> yeah, not lyrically. I'm talking about but, the beat. Yeah. <laughs> Huey yeah. Lewis is great too. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but that song uh, Ghostbusters to this day, and you know some that's people probably, some people probably only hear it at Halloween, but me. Yeah. Me? No. No. I'm going to break it out, man. All the time. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, guys, buddy. you guys don't know this, but I'm looking over here where I live. I got junk around all over the place. I'm looking over right now at the Ghostbusters toys and stuff all over near me. Heck I, yeah. I, I got collections of things, and I, I love Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, indeedy. But that's that's pretty much why that trailer is here. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they released that. We had Ghostbusters Day here not too long ago where we had yes. the anniversary of the film, mm -hmm. which they said, you know what? Why don't we have Ghostbuster Day? I'm like, cool. Yeah. I'm down. I I should have celebrated it by watching some of the movies. Oh, yeah. Da, da, da. Alrighty. Uh, we were ready to get controversial. Just in case we didn't take anybody off with the sure. <laughs> let's, let, let's do it. Let's tick them off all the way. <laughs> There's not a lot of dialogue here, so... Uh, 
Starlight, star bright. First star I see tonight. I wish I may. I wish I might have the wish I wish tonight. When you wish upon a star, Okay, so clearly y'all recognize some tunage. This is Pinocchio, the live action, which is not even going to theaters. It's coming straight to Disney+. Plus. Parents, stream it on Disney+. Plus. Now, here's the thing, and I, I won't even bother reading all the different comments. This has not gone over well. Yeah. And they even say in this trailer, timeless classic. And everybody says, if it's so timeless, why are you remaking it? The remake train is coming to a crashing halt. People are finally sick of it. I've been sick of it for a long time. Yeah, me too. I no, will part say, of me was kind of wants to watch it. Just I, I will watch it. Yeah, I, I want to take it because you know Tom Hanks as Geppetto sounds like a fun idea to me. That was I but personally think the, that cat, the computerized cat looks terrible. Yeah, Jiminy Cricket looks kind of awful too. Yeah, the, I was going to say the I'm part I first got excited when I heard Tom Hanks mm-hmm. and uh, he was a great actor. Yeah, and. Um, when I saw the picture of him, I was like, he looks just like the cartoon. Yeah. And he and he sounds like him. And I thought this was going to be great. With and, that semi, oh, is that supposed to be Italian kind of Geppetto voice? Well, that's, he sounded like the cartoon. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and, and so I thought that's what they're doing, the retelling. And yeah. Jimmy doesn't look great, but at least it, it looks similar yeah. to what we recognized. Yeah, he the just cat, looks awkward. It, the, and just, the cat, too. The, the cat, why didn't they just get a real cat? Uh, but then the fairy. I saw kind of the fairy, the, yeah, the fairy, fairy godmother, fairy. what they call it, uh, the blue fairy, blue fairy. Okay, I can never for some reason I get that. You know what I think I do? I think I get mixed up with some of the stuff that they do with Cinderella with some of the Wizard of Oz stuff. So it's not even connected, but you know what I'm saying. So I get confused with all the names. I mean, yeah. but it's like, look, I know nowadays you have to go with the different types, you know, uh, and I'm talking about uh, rather be racial or rather be uh, different things. But uh, you all couldn't see what we were looking at, but. It's, I'm sure they've seen it though by now. Maybe, but just just the bald and and all this other stuff, and it just it looked almost like a Star Trek character to me. <laughs> it really did because it, 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 it looked like an alien Star Trek alien or something. I don't mean that because of race or anything, but I, I, it really looked because there was like this weird, uh, de- I don't know, some of the, some of the you know. It, it did look like an alien almost. The, the, uh, the poor actress, they could have done her some favors. Maybe. Oh yeah, because she's bald you know? and and uh, and and I was like, wow, she really does look like a Romulan type because yeah. she has these pointy ears. Does she have pointy ears? Didn't she? I don't know. I, I was just kind of like because you, you look at it, and it's like this this poor actress. They could they should have done something to make you look better than what somehow or another it's like they it's like they didn't do you any favors they made you look weird yeah because that's what i was gonna say she almost doesn't look human and i don't i haven't didn't really recognize the actress no i'm like i'm sure it would, would normally she she's probably beautiful yeah but well, somehow they, or another they, they did, did something a, to her that looks weird we're talking computer or something yeah because it looks like they're trying to make her like this blue transparent yeah they, they morphed her or something and yeah, it didn't look something right weird yeah kind of like will smith as the genie looked just didn't look right I know they kind of had to with him, though. I know they kind of had to as far as yeah. Genie's supposed to look kind of cartoony weird anyway. But it just weird. Yeah. Yeah. 
Didn't look. Well, yeah, so, because but that's apparently now. Normally, you can't see dislikes on YouTube anymore, but some people have found a way to look at it, and the dislikes are astoundingly huge. Well, that's sad. And I even when I looked at the comments, there aren't any positive comments. No. Did they show Pinocchio yet? I mean, him, the character? Not really, no. I was going to say, but they, I didn't see From it. what I've seen of Silhouettes, they've tried to make it look exactly like the old cartoon. But you know what? At least they didn't Watch like it. the old cartoon. I love the old Just cartoon. Go to that. I, it's, a, it's beautiful. And I love the whale. The, the yeah, whale. Monstro. Monstro looked yeah. mean, and and he was terrifying to me. And mm-hmm. I loved that old cartoon. And I like that he's, I mean, he technically, I guess, a whale, but he's not really like a whale. He's like almost like something else. Oh, he's terrifying. Because he, whales don't actually look like that, you know, now, when I was big a, open mouth, so. When I was a kid, you used to be able to go to the library and rent uh, actual film reels. And, well, film reels? Yeah. I was about to say, because you can rent movies my gra- now, Well, but, this is before VH, uh, VHS is yeah. on. So my grandma and them had a camera. Now, there was really Ooh, no noise yeah. to it. But we went. We would just sit there and watch it. And we went. We had this place we called the farm. It was two hours away. No, we were a farm too. But just the house and all. Yeah. But we go in there and we just watch that. We'd be there for a week watching oh, it. We watched yeah. uh, the end part of Pinocchio, and we watched it over and over and over. And because I love seeing him in the in the whale's belly, and my mm, gra- my grandpa yeah. was sitting there saying, "Isn't is that in that nice?" He goes, "You probably wouldn't want to be in a whale's belly, would you?" <laughs> and, and I was like, "No, I wouldn't want to be in a whale's belly." And, he, and he'd say. When you go to sleep tonight, he goes, you think about that. How much better it is to be in there than it, you would be sleeping in the whale's belly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can, I can imagine your grandpa saying yeah. that, too. My goodness. Now, here's something that, uh, you know, I know nothing of this character. But uh, it's a comic book. So we're going to play it. The Sandman. I'm the king of dreams. Ruler of the Nightmare Realm. What are you doing here, Eddie? He's coming, isn't he? Yeah. Morpheus. Deonera Mensa. You know the Sandman. He's a fairy story, Eddie. He's no fairy story. He's back. Good to know. Forgive me, sire of the palace, the realm. They are not as you left them. With you gone, the realm began to decay and crumble. The dreams and nightmares no longer seem to recognize the monster. Or remind them. He's free. He's out of his cage. So August 5th, coming to Netflix, The mm-hmm. Sandman, based off a graphic novel by Neil Gaiman. I think it's, I think you say pronounce it Gaiman. Uh, and uh, I, I'm i probably going to want to check this out. I've never read any of the comic or graphic novels, but Neil Gaiman is so imaginative and so creative that I'm, you know, looking at some of the visuals, it's like, this is kind of fantastic. It's like you, it it's a mixture between like some the, fairy tale and gothic stuff. It, it used to remind me of Crow a lot. Yeah, that's basically that last shot. On Wizard Magazine. I used to, watch, I used to read Wizard Magazine yeah. I kept it before we had the internet. We and, should have an episode dedicated to Wizard sometime. Oh, yeah, I love it. Um, but I used to read about him, and he always reminded me of Crow. Incidentally, not that this has anything to do with Sandman, but they are doing a redo of Crow. Yeah. And, and yeah, that, remaking I, I, it. I hope they do it well. 
I hope so. With the modern standards of an R-rated action film, I expect it to be over the top. Oh, more I than, hope not. I yeah. hope they don't do that. Anyway. So my newer mentality, when I try not to watch stuff that puts stuff into my head, I don't. I, I love the original film, but well, I'm like, I won't watch it anymore because there's some nudity. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot. And a bit of lewdness and stuff. But, very much uh, but, but the story is very good. Yeah, it is. So, uh, so I'm like, I'm a remake of the crow. I'm like, yeah, the sensibilities of the modern age are really over the top, and I don't, I can't go in for those sort of things anymore. I've, I've gotten older. I've gotten like sensibilities that just, I, I'm like, no, I don't approve of that. I just don't want to watch it. And there's really no need for, in my opinion, yeah. there's no need to go that route. It doesn't but need to go that bad and that far. You can still, and this is me. You can still have the violence without being violent. What I mean to say is whether it be blood or, or shooting or whatever, it doesn't have to go to the point of where it's uh, overly. You don't have to be gory. That's it. That's what That's, I'm looking for. Yeah. Thank you. You don't have to be gory about it for crying out loud. <laughs> for crying out lewd, literally. <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm... <laughs> That's coming August fifth, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna check I'm gonna check out at least an episode and see yeah, what it I might think. Be good because I mean Neil Gaiman, like I said, yeah. he's super creative. The stuff he writes is just really imaginative. All right, but it's time for a movie review. Oh, Want to see a movie? Yeah, any good? It was bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good bad thing. My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. I like it a lot. The best movie ever made. A, a fandom, fandom Nexus, Nexus movie review. You know what we got to watch? Uh, I guess it's been a couple of weeks, but we're finally going to get a chance to talk about it. But I figure we're far enough removed from the movie that I, I'm, I'm not afraid of spoiling anything for anybody. But we had a sequel, Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. And you've got to see it twice because I, I wanted to go it. see it. And I was like, nah, I'm going to take him Philip with me. we got to go. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I pulled up a, a Wikipedia page because I wanted to be able to talk about some of the stuff. And oh, my goodness. So, But what really blows my mind is that one shot uh, where I, I would like to read, I should have looked this up, that that when he's, he's a, Ma- you know, well, Pete Maverick Mitchell has become a test pilot and he gets to fly what they call the, the Dark Star, I think. And he, he buzzes, he's flying low and he flies over like the security gate and the blows the roof off of it. Hmm. That was not planned. Uh-huh. I watched the thing on YouTube. They're talking about that, that they were, because they were, they wanted as realistic and they like, we're going to film these jets, kind of like what the original was done, you know. Uh, I think there was maybe a few models here used to blow up stuff. Yes, but no computer effects. No computer effects at the time. Yeah, they had to actually go. Although the actors were not up in the jets. Yeah, and when they filmed that one, but this one, the actors were up in the jets mm-hmm. with yeah, the that's pilots. Right. That's right. Feeling the G's, and you can feel it. Oh, you can feel it with their reaction. Oh man, but that's great. They, when they, the shots of the jets, they, you know, there's they, the stuff they love where they the, they have the trails where you can see like the sand and dirt kicking up in circles behind it. They love that. I, I but they had the there. shot where it blew the roof off the gate, oh, and the director great. was just like. Print it. We're, that's our, we're using that take. I love the roof blowing off, and so it wasn't planned, but it, it's something that really would happen. The, the, the actor movie, sold like, oh. it. The actor sold it because because he, he was there filming it when the when the yeah. remember when the roof came up and he was just kind of like looks well, around. He didn't have to sell it. It was really happening. What I mean is <laughs> he's like whoa. But, he, but what was great was he didn't look back up to the roof. He did like because I would have because I would have been so scared of the. He didn't. He just kept looking up like don't you do it. And was, uh, Ed Harris. Boy, when, yeah. when I saw he was going to be in it, I was like, "Oh, that's great!" He won in the first one. He seems like he should have been. Yeah, <laughs> such. Well, I mean, because you had in the original, you had Tom Skerritt Tom in there. Skerritt. You, oh. I, I don't even know the actor's name. God forgive me. He from Back to the Future. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, uh, dang it! 
uh, I saw some people were talking about him because you know you had, he's from, but, well he's even from Masters of the Universe yeah <laughs> uh, then, well that, heck they had that other guy that Tom Skerritt was talking to that was because uh, Viper was Tom Skerritt oh, yeah. but that other guy had been a lot of different oh, stuff and he Michael was Ironside. Michael Ironside well, yeah well, he was even on um, um, we should uh, be talking about we're going to talk about that old movie he was even should, on Iron Eagle even yeah we should save these discussions of the old movie for when we start oh, talking yeah. about the old movie because we're going to oh yeah but just the great casting. I even had the soundtrack of both films. No, <laughs> the soundtrack was pretty darn good. Oh, it was. I wasn't really a fan of the Lady Gaga song. I'm not a fan of hers, but I guess she... Well, she did a good job her, for Her theme song was used in some of the scoring, but yeah. getting to hear the original Top Gun theme, oh, kind, of, yeah. kind of re- redone a little bit, and then at the opening scene, you had her in Highway to the Danger Zone as yeah. the jets are taking off. Oh! Oh, you got to. I mean. Oh, so there was but, just enough nostalgia, but it's such a good story. And, and they even did... The beginning, even though it was different filming and different ship and everything, they mm-hmm. even did it just like the the, the original yes. movie. And I was, I w- I loved it. I mean, so oh. much so that I want to go see it again. Talking about, it, I want to go see it again. Let's go see it again. <laughs> it was better than the original. Yes, it was. You One can't of, say that very often. You no, know you can't. But this time, you can. Yes. And even though uh, my my wife does not like the original movie, but I'm like, you know what? And I, I told her while we were driving to St. Louis, I was like, you know what? What was great about this movie is even if you hadn't seen the original, they'll fill you in what you need to know. They'll tell yeah. you know about Goose and Ice Man because that's all you need to know because this is a completely different story. And somehow made me love the original even yeah. more. How I don't know because I already loved it. I watched it almost once a year. And and not just having a photo of Val Kilmer as Ice Man, but him getting to have a scene. Yes. Oh. Yeah, it really brought it. I love getting and, to see Val the, in the movie. I don't remember his name, but I've been, you already know I've been telling you. I've been watching him every week. Oh, the week. guy who played Rooster. Rooster, Son yeah. of Goose. I've been watching him every week on this show called uh, The Offering. and Or The Offer, excuse me. Yeah. And, uh, about and, the making of The Godfather. About the making of The Godfather. And there's one more episode this week. It'll be the last episode of the, of the series, at least the season. I'm assuming that the rest, that, unless they make one about the second movie. <laughs> but anyway, it's really good. And he's such a good actor. I can't remember his name. But he's such a good actor because um, he's the main actor in it. And boy, he did really good as Rooster. And yeah. of course, women are going nuts over When they should, he's handsome. I mean, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. But he looks so much like yeah. Goose. Yeah. Uh, I forgot the actor's name. From uh, oh, it's a. Um, from ER. Yeah. He, and from Revenge of the Nerds of all things. I almost had it. Let's see. Uh, well, it'll come up when we talk about the yeah, next movie, too. But, uh, but oh, this I mean, this had a great premise. To make it similar to the first movie where you know, you're this yes. pilot's kind of been doing some training, but they're training for a very specific mission, and clearly the writers, producers, so they were Star Trek fans. It's Star not, Wars. Star, <laughs> wow. Well, they might have been Star Trek fans, too, too but Star Wars fans because it's the freaking trench run. Yes, it is. And you got a two-meter-wide target to hit I that mean, you need to use a computer to hit it, but what I... And, all right, I'm... It's been long enough. Hopefully you've seen this. But a spoiler warning, they did the same thing in Star Wars where the computer failed when the money shot needed to be made. And he had to do it by by himself because George Lucas, his whole thing with the trench run was that the technology will fail. And it's about the human having to do it with, of course, with the force, you know. But it was that same thing where the technology failed and he had to just make the shot. Yeah. And the guy who's the the reluctant hero type Mm -hmm. makes the shot. I won't say who because I don't want to spoil it that bad. But oh, it was so awesome, and I love the way they're still the the Megs in the first movie, and even in this one, they don't really say what country they're going up, you know, and who these other fighters are. They they'll just leave it as out there, so they don't they don't take off another market. But I always considered like in the first one, it's the Russians. So I was like, you know, it's the same little star symbol. I'm like, ah, oh, it's probably the Russians because well, it could have been well, like was, in the mountains. Well, I was looking off for a second. There was 
you know the guy in this movie who plays Bob? I was trying to think. I was reading the other day. Bob. Oh, yeah. Bob. Well, okay. yeah. yeah, Bob. I was trying to think even this guy, it was Bob. It was awesome. I was trying to think the other day, but I was reading that he's the son of someone famous, and I was trying to think of who it was, but it was, I was like, oh, hey, cool, but I can't think of who it was now. I bet I can find him all Yeah, he's going to look it up, but I was like, I was like, oh, that's so Oops. cool. I got an ad that got in the way. But I thought that was pretty neat. And uh, I never would have guessed it, but after I read it, of course, I'm like, oh, I see it. Of course, when you're not looking, you don't see. Yeah. And uh, oh, there was, I guess there were some reasons of why uh, Charlie, the character Charlie, didn't come back uh, with Kelly McGillis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what it was that she, where she wasn't really going to be able to come back. And she, she doesn't really do movies anymore. She's kind of retired. And yeah. she's, she's talking about, like, well, I'm kind of old and fat now. Oh. And so she's not that big. No. no but, but so she wasn't women. really wanting to do it. Some um, women think themselves worse yeah, off they, than they are. You know, she but, needs to be kinder no, to herself. Yeah. But so but we got. I'm not complaining. Jennifer Connelly as Penny, the new yeah, kind of she's interest. great. She's yeah, great they, they they even suggested. I was reading a thing about one of the writers. They even suggested that she might have been a daughter of one of the uh, uh, old admirals from the first film. Not 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 necessarily Tom's. Uh, uh, oh, what's his name? But they were saying that she might have been a, uh, a daughter of one of the admirals there, or something that that uh, we may have known from the first film. Uh, I don't. I was wondering who's which admiral that would have been, but I thought, boy, I, I remember those admirals from that first film. I wouldn't want to be dating one of their daughters. I'm afraid they'd kill me. <laughs> well, dang it! I was like, I'm doing some finding stuff about Bradley Bradshaw, which was Rooster. That's that's Goose's son. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I can't find the like the actors list here on the on the page that I pulled out to be able to talk and stuff. But oh my goodness, uh, you you just heard us pretty much raving about it. I'm sure you've read online how everybody's like, oh my gosh, that was so good. Uh, we're just going to confirm that this it is a real good story uh and of course it's and it runs a lot of that typical thing like where we have that dark chapter somewhere in the middle and then we come back da-da, with this, this this great defining moment where you know what they're doing seems impossible and then maverick shows him no this is possible you can do this i was telling someone just recently well, great mom, character development my wow. mom was one of them but I was, they said maybe i should go ahead and go so i said yes and if you need someone to go with i'll go with you <laughs> i will I'll, go again i'll suffer for you <laughs> Uh, if, if I must suffer, humanity will suffer. Well, that's right. If I must suffer. Well, that's, that's my favorite line from Best from Batman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh, okay, so, yeah, we definitely three, four, five thumbs up. As many thumbs. Uh, I'm talking big toes up as mm-hmm. well as my thumbs for, for Top Gun Maverick. That, I mean, that's a great way to launch the summer blockbuster season. But, yeah, uh, you know I what? I want to I want to deep dive. Deep dive into the danger zone. Mm-hmm. Take a listen to this one and get the nostalgia. send you up against the best. Yes, sir. You two characters are going to Top Gun. I feel the need. The need for speed. Five weeks, you're going to fly against the best fighter pilots in the world. You guys really are cowboys. I don't like you because you're unsafe. That's right. I am dangerous. The wild card flies by the seat of his pants. Yeah, I guess when I see something, I go right after it. It takes a lot more than just fancy flying. Gentlemen, this school is about combat. There are no points for second place. You figured it out yet? What's that? Who's the best pilot? 
No, I think I can figure that one out on my own. Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis, Top Gun. Now, the weird thing about that movie is I, for some reason, I missed all the ads for when that movie came out. And I didn't hear about it until my brother had brought the soundtrack home from I middle school on the cassette he tape. He was so nuts about it. Yeah, his, it's it's a the soundtrack is is almost as big as the movie. Like like mm-hmm. Footloose had an incredible I remember, soundtrack. I remember seeing the ads while I was playing in my room upstairs at the time, and um, we went out and saw it on Christmas, uh, nineteen eighty six. Oh, I just looked up that guy's name. His name, his dad was Bill Pullman, or is Bill Pullman. Really? Which which uh, is the guy who played Bob? Yeah. Was Bill Pullman? It, well, it, how about that? Yeah, his name. Let's see. I think it's Gary Bill. Pullman. All right, for anyone who not realize, okay, Bill Pullman. Let's just say um, Spaceballs. Lewis he was, Pullman he was, is the character's name. Well, and he looks exactly like when you, you mean. Yeah, yeah it, uh, he looks like his yeah. daddy. Now that I think about it, oh yeah. my goodness, isn't that cool? It, it's, it's, I thought it's pretty neat, but yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's pretty cool. But yeah, he, Lewis Pullman is the name. So. It's, oh. All right, but, the, so we're, but now we're going to talk about the original film with some nostalgia. Uh, we, I didn't see it until it was on video cassette. Oh. Uh, but in 1986, American action drama film directed by Tony Scott, and they dedicated mm-hmm. this new movie to Tony Scott. Mm-hmm. Ridley Scott's brother. Yep. Never quite got the recognition that Ridley has gotten. No, uh, he Tony should. Scott has mm-hmm. passed away. Yeah. They, uh, I was even watching a thing where they mentioned some of the Tony Scott's movies, and some of them, like, I, I had seen some of them I hadn't, but they weren't always as big as what Ridley Scott has yeah. managed to do. But Tony Scott was still a good director. Another one that I loved, and I saw it with you for the first time, it was on HBO when you and I watched it together, and that was uh, Days of Thunder. But that was a Tony Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it was a Tony Scott mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I remember that one. That's the first thing that they got. I love that oh movie. man, I always forget that actor's name now, but he played Rowdy Burns and he's in yeah. Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. I love him. And I'm actually an extra in a movie that he's in. It's, oh, I've been in a movie he, with the man. He, he's th- That movie has so many great people in it. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. That's how they got together, is that? Yeah, they met that um, one. And then. Uh, it's got um, Robert Downey Jr. They did that other, that more of a drama that's supposed to be like in Ireland or whatever. I would say Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall's in it. Yeah. But we're supposed to be talking about. Top well, we'll get to that. But I was going to say that movie. You, it, <laughs> we'll uh, get to it. This is the main what, topic. We're supposed to be. What's his head? What's his head? While ago, he's talking about from um, what's that cartoon you mentioned? Uh, Which uh, the one you liked? Uh, what cartoon? The uh, the Disney one. Uh, Pinocchio. No. Uh, talk about the one that's supposed Fantasia. To be, no. Let me talk. Uh, the one that video game one. Rick and Ralph. Rick and Ralph. Rick and Ralph himself is from Days of Thunder. He's in the. I say I haven't seen Days of Thunder in probably darn yeah. Year, he's he's twenty years. He's one plus. of the guys who's helping. Who's on the team helping him fix the cars and all. Uh, I can't think of the actor's name. Oh, oh uh, I but, can't think of it either, dude. But you know who I'm talking about. Anyway, he's in but it. Really? Yeah, that's one of the first things he ever did. See, now it, we're gonna have to yank that I'm movie. I'm telling you, I watched brother. it the other day. It was, it's great. I can get it anytime. I, I remember the Nintendo game was. Yes. I, I sucked at it. But boy, it was fun. <laughs> and you remember how Hardy's had the little cars you could get? And, yes. and what was funny is I thought I I thought because it was Hardy's, right? And they also have. Metal Yellow, and, yeah. and, and Metal Yellow was their yeah. car. But what's funny is I thought, oh, Hardy's is going to be the good, the good uh, car, right? But no, it was a villain. <laughs> Hardy's was the villain, and it was Carrie Elwes who was Carrie the Elways. Uh, Elways. I don't remember how to pronounce it ever, but Carrie Elwes, he was the bad guy in the film, <laughs> and he was Hardy for a while. Was Roddy Burns? Roddy you know? Burns, and then but they but became, Roddy like, Burns became his friend. They're like, like they're like friend enemies, yeah. friend enemies, friend enemies, and uh, it was great. But yeah. it was a great show. But we're supposed but to be talking to Top about Top Gun, Gun brother, and we're running. I mean, but, goodness but, sakes, we're already but, an hour and a half but, into uh, this show. But Days of Thunder is like 
Top Gun on a on, road. Because <laughs> you have the brash, over cocky guy who uh-huh. thinks he knows everything but a, has a few things and, to and, learn. And a problem with his dad. Yeah. And that's, it's, yeah. yeah. With the girl who tells him the and, control is an illusion, you infantile ego maniac. Yeah, the girl. And, and, and. And it's an older man who has to be his father yeah, figure who brings him back down yeah, and yeah, helps yeah. him. So it's funny. It's funny. And instead of having the accident where they both, him and his friend, become friends mm-hmm. because of an injury, it's a bad accident that Goose dies. And in this one, the guy can't drive anymore because of an accident. Yeah, he needs to get that surgery so he can't it. drive in the race. See, there's a... He needs to get the surgery to fix top, the, how he's It's hurt. like Top Gun <laughs> on the road. <laughs> and that's Jerry Bruckheimer, which produced the, uh-huh. the Top Gun Maverick. I don't know if he did the original Top Gun. Did Bruckheimer he, do that? Because I, I know I he think. did Days of Thunder, because that's why I, I remember yeah, he first did. seeing the tree with the lightning yeah, symbol he did. that he used to it's, do. They, they, it's like everyone who did Top Gun did Days of Thunder, so it's like <laughs> it's like the original sequel. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, that's kind of, the, the funny thing about Top Gun, uh, and I heard a podcast point this out, and I was like, dude, you're right. It's It's... A secret chick flick. Disguise is. is an action movie. So is Days of Thunder. When you imagine, <laughs> when you look at the fact that how many often you have these you know, like handsome, young, muscular guys that are running around with their shirts off. Yes. It's like, and and this centers around a romance. Like this, that's a chick flick. Yeah. It's like, dang. but it was in disguise of a military. Uh, but, yeah, but. But speaking of the military, because of Top Gun, recruitment to the Navy, because people wanted to fly F-14s. And that's also made it when I was younger. We started, we, we'd go to air shows and watch these, and I got sunburned like you wouldn't believe. Did it take your breath away? <laughs> uh, I, well, I got to see the stealth fighter and the stealth bomber buzz over me once. There you go. When it was, back when they were still pretty secretive, they like, they couldn't land it for us to really get a look at it. It says, but, oh, we're going to fly one over, and you'll get to see it as it zips by overhead. And it was so wild that it... As it went by, you'd hear like a... And then the sound of it was hitting later because it was going mock whatever flying by us. To this day, I still, when I watch Top Gun, I still catch things I never caught before. Did you notice at the last scene of Top Gun, when he's sitting at the uh, the jukebox and they're playing the, the song... The, uh, well, if you notice, there's a Kansas City sign right there behind him. There's I think a, I saw yeah, it. There, yeah, it, it, it shows Kansas City. It's a Coors uh, or Budweiser, <laughs> Budweiser. Budweiser sign. Uh, although Budweiser but, is like, but you can't see it. City, but whatever. But you can't see it because uh, the, the Budweiser thing very well. You have to look really close. Yeah. I got a big enough TV that I can see it. But, <laughs> yeah. but but I got real close when I saw it. Oh, it's barely written in there. But yeah, it's but it's Kansas City and it shows our city. But it's, nice. that's where we're from. But anyway, <laughs> that was interesting. Stalkers. <laughs> they know where to find us now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually kind of a joke from that story show, or back when it's called Nobody's Listening, when somebody would give an address or their last name, and they're like, Stalkers! <laughs> that's funny. They're anyway, find us. Top yes, Gun is a great film. It's a great old film, uh, which it's it's just every bit of cheesy 80s fun that you want. I remember when it came on video, people were buying it out yeah. like crazy. It was just It's just a lot of fun to watch. And I barely remembered it and I, I, before the second one came out. I was like, you know, I need to sit and watch it again because I, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And I was like, dude, this is just kind of fun. All those goosebumpy feelings of fun of the 80s, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. Can I tell an embarrassing story on myself? Tell, go ahead. Well, I was a little kid. Cause, oh, my God. This got me into like fighter jets and everything. And yes. I remember uh, down in Lebanon where I had some family. And there was like Saturday morning. And they were showing some stuff on fighter jets and everything. And I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, and I was rolling up the floor. This boogie's all over me. And then I realized everybody's <laughs> looking at me like, sorry, I lost myself for a little bit. You know? Hey, what you're I was a it. little kid. Here's what I used to do on Saturdays. I was 10 years old. I didn't have much else to do, right? So a lot of times I'd go outside and get on my bike. And when I did so, I would pretend, I, a lot of times music would go through my head. 
and one minute I would have songs from different movies stuck in my head, like of E.T. or whatever, and that's what I'd be doing because I had a red bike. And then I'd have the whatever, you know, Top Gun song. And, stuff. and so I'd be like yes. flying. In my yes. mind, I'd be flying in the... Leaving butt. the driveway was getting mm-hmm. off the, the deck of that aircraft carrier or leaving a ship of having to be Star Wars. Yeah, that would be another one. An- one. Another one would be... Dun, 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 da, 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 and I'd be... <laughs> and, and, or whatever I was in the mood for. As soon as this bike gets up to 88 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. 88 miles per hour. And then another one I'd be doing a lot of times, I'd have in my head for some reason, um, not only those... Oh, it was, uh, let's see, which one was it? Um, for some reason, it just now left my mind. But I would have a whole bunch of songs to be stuck in my head. Oh, I know what it was. It's Axel F. from oh. Beverly Hills. Yeah. yeah, you get stuck in my oh, head, my man. Goodness. And I, I go for hours just going crazy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But anyways, uh, I do have a few like details of behind-the-scenes facts. Uh, and I did see there was 45% increase in naval recruitment. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's going to happen again. Well, he did that. Uh, he, when he saw that one thing about Tom, is making that movie that got him into serious learning how oh, to make. I'm movies. not going to be able to get any behind the scenes facts uh, uh, because I'm blocking ads. Screen rant. He won't started let me making anymore. movies. Uh, he started learning about how to make movies while making that film. Yeah. And he got very serious about it, and he actually started making little things to show it. Film uh, schools and things about the Navy, which I thought was very cool to, nice. to help about that kind of stuff. Because I thought eh, that's nice, you know. I mean, but. He, t- he really puts his all into films. I'll yeah. say that about him. But we really should wrap this up because we've gone on for an, over an hour and a half. And we're actually going to record a second show, so make sure you come back. Keep an eye on our show because this week you're going to get two shows. But we do remind you all to visit NeverlandPodcast.com. And right there in the middle of the page you will find my podcast reviews. Where if you happen to have a podcast for just a simple low fee, you can get all your reviews sent to your email. And have a very easy way for people to leave reviews. Which, by the way, leave us a review. At uh, if you go and click on there, you can leave us a review through uh, Apple or whatever, and then I'll get to see it. But we want to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show for helping me out with the intro to the show. Don't forget to send us an email, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. So if we manage to tick you off, let us know. Go ahead. Be nice. Be nice, though. Don't send us hate mail, please. I would appreciate it. Uh, but I'll, if, you, if, you, if you hate us, I'll mention it. It's Maybe. all his fault. <laughs> I try to keep us from going in a direction, but twitter.com slash NeverlandPCast, and then also on Facebook, search for Neverland Podcast. You can find our group as well. Leave us a voicemail. I don't know if this number even works. Let's just skip that. Join the Neverlanders on the website, because I you know, I don't know. I, they were going to shut it down, that, that, that voicemail phone number. And you can, of course, please do, do donate to us, patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast. You can find that link also on the shirt. And as I mentioned, if you go to NeverlandPodcast.com, click on store, you can get your own t-shirt or sticker or, you know, what they'll print this stuff on everything. That helps us out. I don't get a whole lot from it, but it does help out, you know, when people order stuff. And plus, and you get a fun little drawing of me that Philip did. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's cute. It means a little cartoon being He-Man. <laughs> so, yes, come and, and purchase some stuff. But until we see you next week, or actually later on this week, get lost. In an adventure! (laughs) Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue, but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. 
This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow. But I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.